Good morning and welcome to HealthWorks. This is Carol Knier, Wayne Memorial Community Health Manager. I want to thank you for listening this morning. So on today's show, my guest is Dr. Bradley Sorbar. Good morning, Dr. Sorbar. Good morning. How are you today? Fantastic day. Thanks for asking. I want to thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Um, you are one of our interventionalists cardiologist here at Wayne Memorial Hospital, correct? Absolutely. So can you just tell our audience, because we are going to talk about a very um, serious topic today. We're going to talk about Sudden Cardiac Arrest Awareness Month, Um, but you also are on into, okay, I'm going to be tongue-tied here. So you give our audience what your title is and what you actually do. Wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity. So I'm an interventional cardiologist, which means that Uh, I did special training to be a cardiologist and then advanced training to do angioplasties and stents. Um, So an interventionalist merely means that we go in and do an intervention such as uh, opening up an artery when someone's having a heart attack. Um, I think the topic for this month is is fantastic and I think public awareness um, is paramount to really ensure that our community does well. So I just want to talk a little bit about some of the common definition. Sudden cardiac arrest or sudden cardiac death as it's also known is essentially where the heart stops beating Um, and usually this is secondary to an abnormal heart rhythm. Now a lot of times it's used incorrectly as as a heart attack. People say a sudden heart attack. There is a difference. Heart attacks are when there is uh, a blood clot or uh, a blood vessel shuts down impeding blood flow to the heart muscle. The heart muscle then dies. Um, now, sudden cardi- a heart attack can cause sudden cardiac death. Sudden cardiac death uh, is actually usually caused from an abnormal heart rhythm, such as ventricular fibrillation or pulseless ventricular tachycardia um, that can arise from a lot of different conditions. A heart attack is the number one cause for sudden cardiac arrest, but there are others. Some people are born with genetic conditions. Some people have other inheritable conditions uh, where their heart electrical system isn't quite normal and they're at increased risk for these sudden events. Some people have weakened heart muscles, uh, whether it's from a heart attack or from uh, other causes such as long-standing high blood pressure, diabetes, um, uh, viral infections, etc. But the heart muscles weakened. And when the heart muscles weaken, it is at an increased risk for having these abnormal heart rhythms, such as ventricular fibrillation. Um, this is very common. As a matter of fact, cardiac death in the United States is still the leading cause of death. Uh, and when you look at all causes for cardiac death, sudden cardiac arrest, sudden cardiac death is one of the number one um, subsets of that group. Um, CDC recently stated that Last year, there was between 180 and 250,000 people subsiding from sudden cardiac death. Wow. It's very common. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think awareness is the key. People that have a sudden cardiac arrest um, immediately uh, lose consciousness. And if therapy is quick, people do very, very well. As a matter of fact, if therapy can be initiated within the first minute, they have over a 90% success rate of surviving. Uh, the longer it takes for people to receive therapies, uh, the, less, the, the less well they do. Every, ten, er, every minute, 
you lose about 10% survival rate. So as you can see, if we get therapy within the first minute or two, people do very, very well. Can I ask you then, okay, so quick response is really important, right? Absolutely. And so when someone just automatically passes out, because that's one of the symptoms or the signs, right? You have that sudden passing out. Correct. Um, what can someone do for that? Like, do Because I know oftentimes, you know, on the TV shows and stuff, they check their pulse, they check their heart rate. Absolutely But right. like, what, what things can a community member do if a doctor's not available? So thanks for asking. The best thing that everyone can do is take a basic CPR class. Uh, basic first uh, basic life support BLS is um, it goes over basic use of CPR as well as how to use a defibrillator we see them in the grocery stores we see them at sporting events um, they're a lot of times positioned near uh, fire extinguishers mm -hmm. and people don't really know what they are those AEDs are, are automated external defibrillators are there for treatment of sudden cardiac death you apply the pads to the patient turn it on and essentially it will tell you what to do. But shocking that patient from an abnormal heart rhythm back into a normal rhythm is life saving. And the more people out in our community that know how to use these devices and know how to do CPR, um, the better our community is going to do. Matter of fact, this is not something that's rare. This is something that we see on a regular basis. Um, without giving any specific names, right. we have you know recently a patient that was out on the lake um, enjoying a nice afternoon with her family and she dropped and um, she had sudden cardiac arrest ultimately hers was caused from a heart attack but um, she's alive and with us today because people nearby trained in basic life support were present they assessed her they saw she didn't have a pulse they actually had a defibrillator they were able to apply that and use it and save her life they took uh, Took a little bit of time to get her off the lake mm -hmm. into into the ambulance and brought her over here but as soon as they did um because they, i'm sorry because they started the cpr and because they had a defibrillator uh she's alive with us today right and, and again you know it's just a matter of you know finding that resources learning about that resources and you know doing the, the what needs to be done at that time quick quick reaction um, now, do you see more males or females? Like, is there, because you talked about some risk factors and things yep. like that. So, great question. We see this in all age groups. We see this in, in both genders. We see this um, in athletes, as well as people that are sedentary. There are multiple reasons for sudden cardiac arrest. I think what's most important is that each individual person speaks with their primary care provider um, and see what is their risk for sudden cardiac arrest. If you're at an increased risk for sudden cardiac death, referring to one of our cardiology colleagues in the area, myself or our partners here, we're more than happy to go over your risk individually. Um, some of the things that we see, some of the risk factors that we look for, obviously are presence of underlying heart disease. Mm -hmm. So those that have had previous stents um, have had heart attacks in the past are at an increased risk. People that have weakened heart muscles, people that have family members, parents, grandparents that have had weakened heart muscles are at an increased risk. Uh, there's conditions called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy that is not incredibly uncommon that can increase the risk. Obviously, we've heard a lot about myocarditis, right. especially with COVID mm -hmm. in the community. I was going to um, ask that. 
Myocarditis is an inflammation of the heart muscle. It's not related to a blocked artery, but it can make the heart muscle function weak. And because of that, it uh, increases the likelihood of these abnormal rhythms from popping up that can cause you to have, have an event. Um, drug use is not uncommon in, in most communities, but there are certain drugs that will increase the risk. Uh, there are increased risk in people that are on specific antibiotics even. It can, mm. it can affect the electrical system of your heart in a way that it does what's called prolonging the QT interval. Uh, that, that if that interval on your EKG is prolonged, it can increase the likelihood of this rhythm from occurring. So these are all things that we look for. Uh, we do EKGs, we do assessments, um, talk about your family history, all these things that are pretty routine. <laughs> Uh, do have a significant impact because if we can identify those that are at increased risk, um, there are a lot of things that we can do to help prevent it. Right, and this day and age, there's no one that needs to go untreated. Correct. Um, here we know at Wayne Memorial Hospital and our Wayne Memorial Community Health Centers, we have primary care services all around the area, and you mentioned that to start there. Someone, you know, uh, every, yearly physicals, which some people are some. What lacking now because of COVID, they're afraid. Um, and then from there, if, they, if their primary doctor feels the need, they can send um, them to our Way Memorial uh, Physician Specialty Group, which you're a part of, correct? With I our am. cardiology group. Sure. We are so glad to have you on staff and, and to be part of our team, really. Um, the information that you're bringing today is so important. What about lifestyle changes overall? Like, what recommendations do you have for that? I, I think the most important thing is that people keep health in their forethought. Um, obviously, the, the more aware you are of your overall risk for any kind of medical issue, whether it's smoking cessation, uh, whether it's diet, weight loss, uh, control of your diabetes, uh, I think uh, focusing more on a well-balanced, healthy lifestyle is huge. Stress reduction, uh, dealing with the stressors of everyday life has a huge negative impact mm -hmm. and really sitting down and taking a few moments a day to focus on your own personal well-being um, will pay off in dividends. Right and I know that is hard for a lot of people when you talked about stress I kind of chuckled a little bit because you know I want to say what who doesn't have stress nowadays right. in their life right? Right. Um, but that is definitely a risk factor in reducing that stress. However, even if it's just mindful breathing and just putting yourself in, in the corner and having quiet time to help reduce those stress levels. Right. That's someone that can really, really help someone, correct? We see, oh, absolutely. We have patients all the time. And we, people are busy. And patients notoriously will tell me on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, Doc, that sounds great, but who has time to exercise. Who has time to sit and relax for a few minutes? Um, and I can tell you that you got to find the time mm -hmm. because either you, you give up 30 minutes of your day to focus on yourself, to focus on your well-being, or you lose a lifetime. Right. Right. I totally agree because I know if I go a couple of days without exercise, my stress level is through the roof. And when I do, I just feel so much better. And you can focus better also. Um, when your right. mind is there, then you can make a plan. Right. And, you know, there is help out there. You know, you were talking about a lot of these resources about, you know, diabetes, 
nutrition, you know, exercise. Um, here at Wayne Memorial Hospital, we have our nutrition service department. You know, we have behavioral health services, um, so they can always give us a call at 253-8990 or 570-253-8990. That's our referral line. We can, you know, refer them to cardiology if they need to, to a primary care, to our nutrition services, all of these services that we have here. Right. So I think, you know, working with primary care and working with our community and our community leaders uh, really can make such a huge impact. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I'm glad that we decided to discuss sudden cardiac arrest um, because public awareness is, is huge. I want people to understand the differences in sudden cardiac arrest and a heart attack. What are the differences? Uh, I want you to understand that there are risk factors that many times are preventable. Mm -hmm. And if we can identify people that are at high risk, we can, some people even have internally placed defibrillators, like a pacemaker that goes in. If people have had sudden cardiac arrest, if people have weakened heart muscles that aren't improved with me putting a balloon and a stent in, um, there are ways that we can deal with it and keep people alive. Um, right. Because, you know, I think when individuals have heart disease, sometimes maybe they feel lost, like there's not help, but there is so much help out there nowadays. Um, and you're one doctor that can help them do that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there is. There's, there's hope. There's help and there's hope. Um, whether it's, you know, as a last resort, putting in a stent to open up an artery, whether it's preventative measures like diet, exercise, nutrition, uh, mental health counseling, drug awareness, smoking cessation. We have an excellent cardiac rehabilitation program here at Wayne that uh, has had a, a profound impact on our community. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the staff down there is fantastic, very knowledgeable, and uh, really can drive home uh, the importance of cardiac right. well-being. Right, and that's Nadine Greco. Her and I go back way in the beginning, we've known each other for 28 years. And we also have to give a shout out to Michelle Soma, who is the Absolutely. manager for our physician specialty clinic, which she is just awesome. She's fantastic. She, uh, because of her hard work, we're able to do what we do uh, on a daily basis. Right, right. So thank you, Michelle. And I also want to thank you, Dr. Bradley um, Sirwa. Got it, right? Um, and who joined us today to talk about a, a really, really important topic of Sudden Cardiac Arrest Awareness Month where um, your life can be saved if that happens to you, correct? Absolutely. So thank you again for joining us. No, thank you. Appreciate the time and the opportunity to speak. Oh, you're welcome. And again, this is Carol Knier, Way Memorial Community Health Manager, wishing you a great day and thank you for listening.